What do I get if that happens? What What is my prize? I will bake you cookies and mail them to you. Really? Sure. Bunny cookies? Oh, yeah. You live in San Diego. They better be good fucking cookies. Wink, wink. What, what, what is... Oh, oh. I, I don't know any contacts. You literally you go to the fucking store. State. You go into a store. I think you still need a prescription. No, I know it's recreational. No, what is wrong? Oh, my God. You're a terrible person <laughs> living in SoCal. You know that it doesn't work on me. Why would I know anything well, about I, it? Well, dick doesn't work on me either, but I at least know what a vast deference is. Like, Jesus. everyone and welcome to Maybe Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joan. I'm joined by my untimely co-hosts, Shaheen and Bubs. Hi, guys. Hello. Hey. Hey. I, and untimely in the sense of never on time. Bubs. That's not what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not, but I couldn't think of anything. Um, my uh, less than punctual, but only one of them because Shaheen was actually here. Unpunctual, non-punctual? What's the negative of Fucking punctual? Fucking late. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this is episode 91 of our podcast. Fuck, we've been doing this a minute. Um, and we are going to be talking about The 100 Season 7, Episode 10. You can find us on SoundCloud, and I'm not even going to say that you can find us on iTunes because I have not gotten back uh, with Apple yet. We uh, love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MaybeGeekAgain or at MaybeGeekAgain at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit in case you enjoy long-form discussion. Great to have you here, guys. We usually start off by giving some information about ourselves since we've been doing some repeats. Um, Maybe what you're going to have for dinner tonight, Uh, maybe, or what you had for breakfast this morning. I don't know. Tell me something about some food. Uh, and a quick little icebreaker game, um, per our shooting the shit before the podcast started, this is somewhat relevant, but kind of seems out of left field for this icebreaker game. Are you pro spanking or not? And, um, I'm not going to qualify that with anything, so I'm just going to leave it as, are you pro spanking or not? Um, Bubs, let's hear from you first. Oh, we're leaving it open-ended. Well, we are. changes things. Um... I'm going to say pro with prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, who doesn't like a good spanking? But if we're talking about children, I don't know. Uh-huh. I feel like some children need to be spanked. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, most don't. We're, we're, we're drawing <laughs> a distinction don't. between spanking and beating, though, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. It's like, more like the how fear many, of it. How many, how many spanks? How many spanks becomes a beating? I guess when you leave a mark. Okay, but not not like a red handprint of some sort. I guess that's yeah, not not like it's more like you're gonna get spanked, and then the spanking so happens, the but it's like yeah, like you don't want the spanking to actually happen. It's about the threat because once you actually Got do it. the spanking, the child realizes really that you're not gonna hit them hard because right, it's you just don't do that to somebody you love. <laughs> don't beat your children. We're not don't advocating beat your for children. that. Tell tell me about a meal. What? As 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 the as the fact about yourself. What'd you have for breakfast? Oh, what I had for breakfast was a delicious short rib hash. Well, cannot talk. Short rib hash with fried eggs that were delicious. 
And I've also had a glass of wine already, so whatever. Nice. <laughs> With breakfast? Well, it's brunch. It's brunch, mm. guys. Mm. <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> Uh, all right, Shaheen, what about you? What'd you have for breakfast? And, uh, do you support beating the youth of America? <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> I'm Shaheen. <laughs> I, um, for breakfast, I had some challah and some, um, sort of, some sort of jam that has champagne in it. Um, and it was good. And I had tea. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. And so I'm my pro spanking. So here's the thing. I'm against <laughs> psychological damage to the child. Um, la la la. Way, way <laughs> to take a really controversial <laughs> stance, Shane. <laughs> so the next question is, does spanking cause psychological damage or beating physically in general? And I don't think there's... I think the pro the the mistake is to think that there's a universal answer to this, because there are certainly parents that if you prevent them from physically punishing their children, they will resort to very twisted, fucked up psychological punishments that are far more harmful than you know the child getting hit a little bit. Um, so it's I don't think there's it's a categorical truth that if you per, if you ban physical punishment, then everything will be great. The psychological punishment can be far worse. Um, so it's just like if that traumatizes your child or you're doing it in a way that traumatizes the child, then you don't do it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it's up to you. Yeah, that's really that's interesting. Funny. I remember that reminds me of my relationship in college <laughs> where <laughs> it was a horribly dysfunctional relationship. Um, but one time, like, we were having this fight, and he was like, it's not like I hate you. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, sometimes things hurt worse than being hit. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, that, I think that's absolutely right, Shahi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, some people should just not be parents, yeah. too. So, your, your position is, I don't care what you do, just don't fuck up your kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Compassion. Don't fucking fair. traumatize them. Yeah. <laughs> a bold and controversial stance. <laughs> you were so brave. Thank you for sharing. Um, let's see. I had scrambled eggs and a slice of banana bread um, mm. for breakfast and coffee. I made the banana bread. Um, mm. I made the eggs too. Uh, my girlfriend has been making breakfast while I have been on staycation this week. So. I decided, fine, fucking fine. I guess I can make the breakfast today. So that is what I had for breakfast. It is not super exciting, but um, delicious. So that counts. We watched Bob's Burgers. It was great. Um, As far as spankings, uh, like I say, we don't kink shame on this show. Um, I am personally not into spanking. um, But, you know, more power to you if you are, as far as children go. Um, I was not spanked very often as a child. Again, I think to your point, Bubs, the threat was more it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was spanked maybe a handful of times and all but like one time I can point to and say, I probably deserved it. Um, (laughs) I don't think it it was totally the fear of it. Like it was maybe like one or two swats at most. Um, it was not a bend over the knee or like any kind of like a, a pull down your pants spanking. It was like definitely over the clothes, usually as I was running by because I knew it was coming. Um, I don't believe that I was psychologically damaged from that. 
And again, that's what it needs to be. It needs to not, like, it cannot be, and I say this as all of us are, like, childless or whatever, but as <laughs> as as children who have received, who have received some form of corporal punishment, um, it's not, it's not a beating. It's not, it's not grabbing the switch from out back, which I'm just like, oh my god. Like, my girlfriend, like, was raised by her grandparents, and I'm pretty sure there was a switch involved oh, before. And like, whoo, that's some old people shit. <laughs> um... I mean, but I yeah, grew I mean, up in, um, since you guys told your personal stories, <laughs> um, growing up in Iran, um, corporal punishment was definitely a thing, not only at home, but even at school. My parents never actually hit me, but, uh, but teachers hit students all the time. Um, what? Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, it's still legal in a few states here. For teachers totally, to hit huh? students? Yeah. <gasps> what? <laughs> You've never heard about this? No, I mean, my mom was, like, hit with rulers by the nuns at the school, but that mm-hmm. was, like, I'm pretty Mexico sure they're still allowed to. What? Yeah. How? What kind of what beatings, kind of, Shaheen? Yeah, so there's, like, ruler on the back of the hand, the slapping, um, just things like that, just, like, slapping hard. Um, Did you ever receive any of that? I did once. <laughs> Did you um, because deserve I it? called the teacher crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, was she or he? He was pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so deserved um, on both sides. Yeah, and the yeah. funny thing is, like, I was the star student, so no one wanted to do anything about it. Like the the principal, they they're just. I mean, I was crying coming out of the the class and everything, and the the principal was just like, "Okay, maybe." Just forget this class. Go to the uh, yard and just try to calm down. <laughs> um, wash your face, and that was it. Like there was no one ever had a con- talk with me or anything. I never heard about it again. Um, so yeah, I got away with a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, I've gotten us so off topic. Like I, we talked about how I'm the taskmaster of this podcast, and yet I'm like, let's talk about beating children for forty five minutes. <laughs> Um, let us get into the episode, uh, 710, A Little Sacrifice, directed by Sherwin Shalati, um, written by Nikki Goldwasser. Um, we, we lost Dioza this episode, RIP, I'm real fucking sad about that. Another character that's awesome, dying before Echo. (laughs) Honestly. Um, Honestly. (laughs) We got fucking bullshit in Sanctum, and that's about the episode, so... Let's get into our overall takes. Um, let's see. We started with Icebreaker with you, Bub. So let's go with Shaheen on this. What What were your What do you think? Okay, so um, here's my compliment sandwich. Oh, um, oh, wow, wow! It's like that. The big guns. <laughs> um, great fight scene. Mm-hmm. I like it. Nice camera action. Mm-hmm. Um, that was new. I mean, like, we've seen them do a lot of great choreography before. But um, this was, other than choreography, it was like really the camera action was very well coordinated and, and, and uh, rehearsed and everything. So anyway, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, the narrative continues to feel fragmented. Um, like You don't things, say. <laughs> yeah, like things have just kind of fallen apart and like characters have gone through so much shit. You don't know what is to be expected from anyone anymore. You're not surprised that of them anymore doing anything you're not like impressed i don't know it's just weird like all these 
I mean, it's kind of of a mindfuck. Like it's <laughs> kind of it's trippy of bringing all these people together. Like some of them who grew up like in the wild, some of them who were like worshipped other people, just like yeah. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> but it's it's kind of too much, too fragments. I don't know. And more more than that, I mean, I feel like the moral dilemmas have been severely watered down. Um, I mean, the Sanctum story practically has no moral dilemmas. Anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the last real moral dilemma on Sanctum was the nuclear thing, which had actually nothing to do with Sanctum. You know, it's it really had nothing to do with the politics and sanctum. It was just a nuclear, it could have been any nuclear reactor anywhere, or I guess it was a fusion, right? I don't know, whatever it was. Um, and yeah, so, okay. <clears throat> Last, so the bun, the, the top bun, um, <laughs> is, um, and, and this is funny. I don't know if this is a compliment or a criticism, but I think it's a compliment. Um, I'm, I'm pretty fired up about all the in-group, out-group bullshit and all the personal <laughs> bond bullshit and, and all of that. Uh, because it's, the, because like, arbitrary, it, you're not feeling it or because like they're being for, like they're being like, oh, uh, like heavy handed with it. Like what's your, what's your beef? Um, well, I'm mad at the characters for doing those things and saying those things. And I'm, I'm it pisses me off that almost everyone is like that. And so now the question of whether it's a compliment or a criticism is like, what are, uh, do they just want you to think about that? Um, or is it like, cause I mean, we see like Dioza going against it. So once in a while, a character goes against that. Um, <clears throat> but like for the most part, I mean, anyway, we'll talk about it more in the, in the episode, but I just, it's not because of the execution. It's just I hate that in the real world when people have these in-group, out-group biases and when people justify things, you know, harmful things they've done to other people based on love or family or things like that. Um, and, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off about it in the real world and it pisses me off in the show and do that and it seems like they think everyone pretty much is that way um, anyway. okay okay um yeah but i think that's a compliment like they're they're obviously getting me to and us to think about it <laughs> you're you're feeling feels yeah <laughs> <laughs> um bubs what what about you um this episode was reignited my hate for echo <laughs> Okay. Um, because it just like, surprise. I know surprise, no surprise here. Um, but it, it really just like came to a head in this episode because it's like the whole, the whole like climax of this episode was echoes like breakdown. And it's like, seriously, this is like the character we're having like an emotional arc with. And you know, Octavia's right there. Clark is right there. Raven's right there. Why? And then they kill Dioza and Echo's still alive. And I'm just like, I, why are, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I like, why? So while there were things that were like not terrible, um, it just felt like we have this like huge focus on Echo and why? 
Like, nothing has, nothing about the show or the character has given us a reason for that focus. So it's just like, it, I mean, it makes you ask um, rude real world questions, which I won't say. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That I mean, is my take. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think to your point, um, it's almost like they fabricated an excuse to have Echo have this big reaction because a lot of what she said is not supported by previous Anything. text. And so, like, they needed someone to have a big emotional reaction. But again, like, we got a hug out of Clark and Octavia, which, you know, uh, some might say, oh, they've never really cared about each other, blah, blah, blah. But I can see why they would have hugged. Like, Hey, Bellamy died. Let's have a hug about this. Exactly. And that's what I wrote in my notes and I'll talk about later, but it, that's exactly right. Like, it's- We're like, okay, it still felt earned. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, it, it, yeah. And so, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you there. Um, and... <sighs> and you don't I mean, dislike I, the character. Like, I think there was a way to integrate her to make her, like, less offensive to the audience and, like, really make her earn her keep. And, and again, I keep coming back to Murphy because they did this with Murphy. And he was, like, so hateable. And he's, like, the times that I've rewatched season one, I'm always astounded by how much I viscerally hate his character in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such and a fucking shit. Yeah. Like, who pees on somebody? Like, come on. <laughs> Let's just, like, come on. Honestly. Um, and so we saw his journey. We saw him dragged through the mud and having to, like, fight his way back by himself on the side. But they made, like, Echo front and center to do that. And I'm like, no. That's – no. Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse you. Um, yeah, I mean, they could have – I don't like that they separated the emotional journey between – Raven, Clark, Octavia, and to a degree, Echo. Like, if we're going to talk about grieving for Bellamy's death, which turns out he's not dead because we get to see him next week, but we'll get into Woo, that. Finally. Woo, finally. Fucking um, finally. But, like, if that's if that's the journey that we're, that we're going on and, like, you know, we're going to show their emotional reaction, like, it is, A, out of character that Echo is having these big emotional reactions. Like, that's not who her character has ever been. It, it makes sense that she's trying to take revenge on them. Absolutely. Like, she's fucking scheming. Like, that's her That's her jam. But, like, these big, like, dramatic, like, like put my the back of my hand on my forehead and wail into the, you know, to the sky or whatever. Like, it, it, that's, that's never been her. <laughs> and the fact that they're trying to make that her, and then while also retconning, like, all sorts of shit about the massacre and, like, whatever the fuck. <sighs> so, anyway... That's that's a separate thing. Um, if, okay, fuck compliment sandwich. Um, well, that was that was a, that was the okay. So we're doing a, an outside sandwich. The breads are the shit. Um, <laughs> something good. Well, no. God damn it. Because I'm I'm also mad about Dioza. But no. Okay, fine. Like I'm sad that we lost Dioza. Um, but like, goddamn, I'm glad that we got to have her. Yeah, it was a it, it, in terms of death scenes. If it weren't for the fact that Echo got to live and Diosa died, it was a great death. It right, really exactly. Was. Like, that's the thing. Like, there are other people that I'm – the other people with similar stakes in terms of importance to the show that I would have preferred die. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Like, like Dioza is not um, a squad. Like, she's not an OG or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, there are others who could fill that out. Um, Dioza, I would say, is in some ways, like, in terms of my heart, on par with, like, Indra dying. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I love their characters. And so, like, this sucked. It sucked mm-hmm. a lot. And I was not a fan. But, like, Dioza overall, like, thank you. Appreciate that. It was great. Um, and then... Sanctum. Anyway, moving into Bardo, let's let's get into the episode. I just let's get into Bardo since that is I I'm I'm gonna call it the most of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. and I would like to call attention to the fact that like I'm ninety eight point nine five percent sure that the last four episodes of Bardo, at least with like Clark. Um, Nyla, Raven, and and Jordan. I'm pretty sure all th- their stretch that has lasted for the last like what three or four episodes was filmed in like a day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like literally they have just we keep cutting back to them being like, and look, they're still in this white stone room, and look, they're oh still God. there. And then today it's like, oh look, we get to like go out and like check things out a little bit but like seriously like they have just been like standing in that stone room having the same two minute like pointing guns or whatever um no there was promo pics that somebody was like these are for four different episodes and it was just fucking clark in that white room right and it's just like what the fuck happened behind the scenes <laughs> the lead I, is the, stuck in a room. So, so I got I I I fell into a a loop of like dicking around on Twitter the other day, and like I, end, I ended up actually happening to go back through uh, some of Selena Wilkins' tweets. Um, and she, you know, was talking with some fans or whatever, and was basically like, "Listen, like it's you know, it's not it's not this isn't my show or anything like that, but like it would have gone a long excuse me a, a super long way if before the show came out they'd been like, hey, listen." We had some unexpected stuff happen. We had to redo a lot of the season. Like, things are weird. Like, you're not going to see, you know, Bob had some stuff that he had to take care of. Like, you know, or even not even naming Bob. Just saying, like, you know, some cast members, like, you know, had some stuff, some personal stuff come up. Like, we needed to, like, work around their schedules. Like, this isn't quite exactly what we had planned to do with the story. But, like, this is what we needed to do. Like, thanks for the journey. Like, thanks for sticking with us. Like, we still are very proud of what we did. Like, you know, Mm. blah, blah, blah you know, tip of the hat. And that would have gone such a long way instead of them just like gaslighting us this whole time and like us being like, wait, so are we crazy? Are they not promoting the show? Is everyone radio silent? Or like, what the fuck is happening? Like, and it it felt like it feels like a real sort of slap in the face to the fans to just not acknowledge that like something is weird like for legal reasons i'm sure they can't tell us what happened and that's fine but just to be like hey some shit went down we had to redo some stuff like it's a little weird enjoy and like i feel like at least for me having that kind of validation would like help a lot with my sort of like impression of this season do you know what i mean because as it is, we don't know that they did have, I mean, apart from Lindsay's random, like, being like, hey, guys, we wrote a lot of the season. Um, apart from that random thing, there hasn't been any sort of confirmation of that. And so, like, for all we know, this is exactly the season that they wanted to write, in which case, holy fuck. But, like, 
I think we can all kind of infer that some weird shit happened. And so like, yeah, it's still holy fuck, but like, I get it in a way, but like, I wish that like they had respected enough, uh, uh, us enough to like acknowledge that. For real, because it's, other shows have had to deal with things like this. In every other show that has had to deal with things like this, that is the first thing that they say to the audience. They're like, hey, you know, we're so excited for this season. We we encountered some, like, challenges. And, um, you know, I just, I want you guys to know that some things are going to be different. And we wish it wasn't that way. But that's how... Life That's happens. how the cookie crumbled. And so, and then like while, while the, the season is unfolding, like having tweets that are for the fans that are like, we really wanted to do this character and this character doing this here. Um, uh, it didn't work out. We wanted to do this over here. Um, it didn't work out. We love this thing over here with these characters. We would have loved to do more, whatever. Like, you know, like keeping like that part of the story going. Um, while just like, you know saying like we wish that's what would have happened or i don't know like just something like not even like poo-pooing on their own season but just saying like something happened we know it's weird sorry enjoy you know like i don't know what what do you think shaheen like would that have like do you think that do you feel like that it's i don't know yeah i i agree with you um i think i mean communication is always helpful (laughs) um (laughs) But yeah, as we've I mean, seen on this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm generally not, uh, you know, plugged into these sorts of things. Like, I generally don't follow what they say behind the scenes and stuff. So, yeah. to me personally, it would like whether they did or didn't, I would probably not hear about it except from you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, and you know, like I would a lot of times I just watch a show. And I, there are parts where I'm like, huh, this is a little weird, but I don't ever think to like look up the reasons for it. Sometimes I happen to come across it and I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> and a lot of times like I, I hear later that like fans hated this or that or the other thing. And I'm like, huh, I can see why. Um, but I was just never plugged into it. But in any case, um, I think that um for people who are following it and the because there is communication it was weird that it was cut off um so yeah i agree definitely if they had it's i mean it's i thought that we kind of knew this i thought it was somehow confirmed but you're saying really it's as obvious as it is it still has the status of a theory that we have well because if you think about it so Yes. So the story we got was that Bob Morley asked for some time off. Um, and they only told reason. us this, like, at the premiere after a few episodes. After, because people were like, where is Bellamy? Where yeah, is they didn't Bellamy? say where anything. Is- they he wasn't even on the fucking poster. He was not on the poster. And, and it, really fe- it really felt like the show was like, oh, he's not that important. And then, and then with, like, the... The only thing that was trending was Bellamy. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, well, I guess now we have to address this because maybe he's more important than we thought he was. Um, but the thing about all of this is, so supposedly Bob Morley asked for time off. But did Eliza ask for time off? Did um, Lindsay ask for time off? Like, there, there's a lot of things that don't make sense right. in terms of, like, asking for time off because that would not sideline 
uh, yeah, our main characters. Agree. So they actually <laughs> did, they, like, in a way, the one time they tried to communicate, they gave both too much detail and too little detail, right? Like, <laughs> they, by saying, by tying it specifically to Bob Morley, they failed to explain other weirdness, whereas if they just had, if they just said a generic, some weird shit happened, like you were saying, Joe. Yeah. Um, multiple weird things happened. We're not going to get into it, but you know, that would have been, that would have made more sense. Um, so they, they kind of gave too much detail, but also too little detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So now that we've all bitched about this, um, I guess we can let, like, let, let's, let's talk about Bardo. Um, we finally get out of the room. We, we are, our, our, our heroes, sort of kidnap i guess um kooky bill cadigan and then echo has a plot to destroy everything um somehow they got the proto molecule from the expanse i don't know um we lose dioza and then uh jordan remembers korean so so um let's talk um a little bit i guess let's let's first talk talk about um we had crazy bill um talking with gabriel and nyla and jordan and they're talking about the orb becomes like a star um and you actually have some notes here bubs jordan has not dumb thoughts um (laughs) would you like to talk about sort of this beginning the beginning part on bardo um yes hold on let me scroll down to my um so, yeah, I mean, Jordan's – in one of the nice parts about this is it's such a con- continuation of Monty's point of view. And thank God that can live on through Jordan if only they do more with him than these, like, throwaway scenes. Well, no, this isn't a throwaway scene. This is a good scene. I just wish there was more of them. Um, so he's saying, like, we evolved to the highest level with the lowest behavior. Like, so he's asking, like, well, that doesn't make any sense for this to be, like – are the the final like frontier to be a war like in what world does that make sense in terms of humanity's final stage or you know final pokemon evolution like <laughs> how does that make sense and so like he's absolutely right and it's almost amazing that Cadigan is so blinded to other possibilities um so yeah so he i'm glad that that was put in there and then he talks about um his family was korean or monty's side of the family is korean um and so he talks about korean characters and and he he looks into um this language that bill cadigan has said that was translated to mean this final war um and he starts to think like maybe that's not what it says like there's there's a lot of like it's a very dynamic language Meaning that, like, context is everything. And the same thing can mean several different things, um, depending on how you're using it. Um, And so now we talk about, like, a final test, which was really interesting, I thought. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about that, if it is actually a final test and not a war. Um, I mean, I think... I think that it being a test is super interesting when when we see what Becca saw. Because I'm guessing at the time she probably saw mm-hmm. some sort of something about them not being fucking worthy, and which is why she was real upset about it um, <laughs> when she like came out of that. Because she definitely did unlock it. Like if we're talking about the orb becomes a star, we saw her do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I think 
Hmm. Maybe she was tested and found un- also also wanting. possibility. Like then I I guess they kicked her back out. Like yeah, like it. it but if she had been point, tested, then then they would have decided that humanity should die. Well, maybe think. every time you unlock it, you get to take the test. But it's supposed to be a final test. Okay, well, maybe she got there early, she and that's why they to told Pokemon her to get the fuck out. I like, think, I thought she saw some someone else take the test, and she was like, she saw the Bardoans take the test. Oh, interesting. And she was like, "Shit, we're definitely gonna fail this. <laughs> <laughs> we are not prepared for this." Yeah, um, no, that's actually study. interesting. I didn't even think about the possibility <laughs> that the Bardoans could have taken it. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and then maybe she saw the like crystal giant shit happening and yeah. she's like, oh, fuck a duck. <laughs> right. I that. think that's like, that's what happens when you fail the test, right? They're like, all right, you're being crystallized. Bye. So what do we think the passing the test means? Because I think to your point, Shaheen, like this, this is starting to seem kind of like a City of Light 3.0. Hmm. Well, now I'm not so sure. I mean, it seems like uh, it's very interesting. It's, um, I mean, I'm I'm excited, but also a little afraid that they, they won't be able to pull this off. But the like, it seems like the final test is going to be something that decides the conversation between uh, Bill Cadigan and Gabriel, right? Because um, so the, this is actually a perfect segue. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was interesting because, um, I personally barf when people say, oh, humanity is love and without love, we're nothing or whatever. Um, I, I, I think, <laughs> I think. Says the, the guy who's getting married. <laughs> I think the, the concept of love, the way it's used in the Western culture is, um, just like heavily socially constructed and people pretend like it's some essential element of humanity when it's not it doesn't mean that you, you know you can't love people or whatever um as a, as you mentioned you know i'm, I'm getting married I, I love my fiance but it's not um it's not that sort of mythological love that, that you see in like disney movies you know it's that that is really glorified in the western culture uh, and I don't think it's a, even a real thing. Um, it, it's just a fantasy. And it's, I don't think it's helpful. It's, it's, um, healthy to pump our children's minds with this obsession that you're going to find the correct person for yourself. And then everything's going to be great. And that's the only thing that matters in life. That's when you feel fulfilled. If you haven't found that you're alone, you're, you're miserable. Um, and, and that's really the only thing that matters. You can leave your family for it. You can kill people for it. You can, whatever. It's, it's all good. It's all understandable. Um, because what? Love. Whatever that is. Um, I think that's not at all a universal thing. Um, people can have strong bonds and, and care about each other without the sort of hyper individualized, you know, form of romantic love that, that, uh, I don't know who came up with it. I mean, there's a lot of it in Persian literature, so it's not an exclusively Western thing, but it's just really, really emphasized in modern Western culture. 
Um, I mean, in, in Persian poetry, and maybe this is part of the reason I have strong feelings about this, because a lot of Persian poetry is filled with instances of people who I think they should, like, really seek couples counseling. <laughs> like, or just, like, individual counseling. Like, there's a very famous um, <clears throat> sort of compendium of, com compendium of poetry called Leili and Majnun where Leili is the name of the girl and Majnun is the guy. And Majnun in Persian literally means insane. Um, but that's his name, I guess. Uh, and he is insane because Leili is utterly shitty to him. Like, she is <clears throat> mean, she, is, she, she rejects him, she humiliates him in public. Um, and he loves it. He is really into it. And he's like, I yeah, mean, maybe that's is... his kink. <laughs> well, they, they, I mean, they never have anything. Like, they, nothing ever happens between them. Like, the entire time, he's just being humiliated and rejected and, and sad, but he loves it. And it's just, like, really unhealthy to think that this is being glorified in a, in a poetry as, like, oh, look at this guy. He is, knows what real love is like. Um, so, anyway, um, <laughs> so I, uh, but anyway, that was kind of my, little bit of my personal rant about this, but Gabriel says, you know, we're made of emotions and love. And without that, if you don't, if you, in this sort of collectivist society that Cadigan is trying to create where, um, there's no personal bonds, everyone cares about everyone else, um, that that somehow is inhuman, <coughs> inhuman, um, and um and then you know of course it's funny because the conversation is between two really questionable people like neither one is really has he has the moral high ground or the sort of authority to say anything about what's right or wrong so the so i'm not sure if this the the narrative is taking a side um usually the narrative would take the side of the gabriel character who's saying we're made of love and without that we're, you know and it seems like, you know, the City of Light stuff kind of confirmed that sort of mentality again. But this time, I'm not sure. Like, uh, is the narrative, you think the narrative is taking Gabriel's side? And I think this is going to tie into the test, right? The test is going to mm -hmm. be something about, do you prefer your personal, your selfish love over other things? Um, and the answer is presumably going to be something that's neither bill cadigan nor gabriel yeah I, I i think i think and that's what they've kind of been showing us with clark all along um I th she falls somewhere in between there and you know again clark is our mystical magical whatever but like she falls somewhere in between there of it's not that she would be willing to sacrifice like she i mean apart from season five that was a departure for clark when she was just like willing to do anything just for maddie um but for the most part it is somewhere in between of my, you know, it goes along to my people, not one person, not, you know, these two people. It's okay. I have, I have mother hand my responsibility over a couple hundred or a couple thousand people, but I am not so dispassionate that like, I don't know. I, I think, I think Clark represents sort of a flexibility of right. those two viewpoints, if that ground. makes sense. Yeah. I think that's what she's supposed to represent. I agree with you, but I don't know if she does. She, I don't think Clark has any authority anymore. She's done too many questionable things. 
Well, I did sort of love like slightly jumping ahead uh, when we get to talking about um, Dioza talking with Hope and being like, don't kill a bunch of people, it'll fuck you up. And then um, when Octavia, or not Octavia, when um, when Echo is about to like poison everyone, you know, and kill kill all of Bardo and, and, and Clark is like, don't do that, trust me, yeah. you're gonna fuck <laughs> it up. And like, so if you think about Octavia, Clark... And Dioza all standing in that room and Raven to a fucking degree if we're really going to talk about the dropship and stuff like they've killed a lot of people mm. like they've killed a lot, a lot of people. And I just I like that moment of just being what's like, what's oh, a lot yeah. and what's the right amount? Right, exactly. Like, what's the three <laughs> bears of genocide? Anyway, uh, sorry. What? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is, it's um. It's interesting, yeah. What what is gonna be that middle ground? Um, is if it's not forget all your personal what the Bardoans call selfish love. Um, forget about you know who you personally prefer and put the um, well being of the collective, the entire race, um, first. Um, and it's not gonna be. Oh, the only people who matter are my family, Breaking Bad style. I'm just going to murder anyone. It's okay. Um, so what is it going to be in between? But also, not to be whatever, like, the Bardoans are hypocritical, full of shit. Like, if they're saying, like, oh, you know, we don't have attachments to the individual and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're still tribal. Like, you don't see them... Reaching out to the people of Sanctum to be like, hey, yo, like the world's gonna end, like come fight in our army or whatever, mm. you know, like they're still like they're still clarking my people. Mm-hmm. They're just trying. They're just not letting any of them interfuck with each other, which <laughs> you know I think explains a lot of their weirdness. They seem weird, you know, just like re- like like they seem like it's a bunch virgins. of never nudes or something, huh? Yeah virgins like yes a bunch of like awkward like they think that they know because they have seen pornography but they don't know (laughs) i I don't think i don't think they've seen anything and they're pod people right do you think do you think that last episode when octavia and and uh levitt did it and octavia was like at the afterwards was just like oh well that was 12 seconds (laughs) (laughs) well that was sure was something huh it's more than i've had in Years in centuries. <laughs> Bullshit. She and Dioza totally fucking banged, and I'm still oh, upset okay. about that. I forgot about that. Um, anyway, I forgot sorry. that's our official party line on this yes, podcast. Yes, they banged. Um, sorry, I got us like super duper off track. <laughs> um, do we have anything? Well, it feels on track. Yeah, it really, I mean, that's where we live. <laughs> um, just spinning around in teacups. Um, so, one thing that I did, the only thing that I wanted to call out from the conversation of between Bill and Gabriel, well, two things. Number one, if this, just watching that scene, like, it was a good scene. Like, I didn't hate that scene. They had a good conversation. It was engaging, all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't have been, except for the fact that it is two characters who have only been around for the last two seasons, ignoring season four, Bill, teasing. Like, Mm -hmm. in the last season, in episode 10. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if this were a different yeah. show, if this were fucking Anaconda or whatever the fuck the prequel show is, like, 
it would have been a good conversation. Like it was mm-hmm. a like they're good actors. It's engaging. It's good. Like mm-hmm. I keep saying the word good, but like fuck mm-hmm. goddamn sake, why are we spending time with them? Mm-hmm. For exposition, obviously, and avocado toast. I liked I liked the avocado toast. Like really. <laughs> It's really yep. hard to grow avocado trees, P.S. Like, I, I met a guy in Thailand who was this Australian guy trying to trying to grow them. And he's like, fuck, it's going to take, like, ten years. It's a whole thing. Like, the fact that Bardo has avocados is, like, wow. Um, <laughs> we have avocados. Anyway, do you have anything on, on, that, on that conversation, Bubs? I, I realize I'm, like, rambling. No, I mean, I, I agree with you with that conversation. And it's really, like, it reminds me of a lot of things in this show, um, this season, where I'm like – this should be fun. Like, this should be an interesting element. This should be... When I think of it vaguely, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is an exciting element. But this show is just, like, it really misses the emotional beats by not letting it, like, double down on its strengths. Um, and I think this scene sort of struggles with that, even though it's, like, it's not... It was not a bad scene. I think it was one of the better scenes in this episode. Mm-hmm. But also, did you feel like when Bill Cadigan was talking, it felt like Jason talking to the audience? Uh, I didn't pick up on that, but I can see why you would. It it just, it really... <laughs> I can't even remember what lines it was. Is or what? Um, I think it was more like the attitude. It was not, it was not so much like what it, what it said, but like reveling and like not believing in God and like... Um, the, like, I didn't choose to be worshipped, it just happened. <laughs> um, stuff like that. I was like, wait. <laughs> it, it felt like an in- inadvertent and not wanted insertion that ac- accidentally happened. That's what she said. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, like, Gabriel has become, like, Captain Exposition on the show, yeah. and I rail against it all the time. Like, I know this is terrible. Like I almost if if we're going to have if 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 crazy Bill needed to have a conversation with someone who is from our time, why wasn't it Dioza? Like if we're talking about like one person deciding what the fate of of people should be, like all of that. Like she tried to like make a future and, you know, call truth to power and start some shit and like realize, you know, that's not, that's not how you do it. Like you mm-hmm. don't sort of force people into things, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, I get it. Gabriel's our exposition guy at this point. Fine. Okay. <laughs> but it's a great point because if you, so if you would have compounded those characters, characters, so Gabriel dies season six, like halfway in through it after they've done all that whole plot line about Josephine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dios is off in the forest, had crossed paths, paths with him and also became intrigued by the anomaly. Um, and then she's the one that's all about, like, figuring out what this is. So when she gets separated from Hope, like, yeah, she goes along with it. She wants to know what this is. She doesn't realize that there's a time dilation um, between Bardo and whatever it's called. Um, and and then it's just her. And we we get to, like open up a lot of screen time for other characters um why was not that not what they did (laughs) yeah and they do this a lot they there's like a lot of like extra characters that 
you could have been a little bit more efficient with had you thought about it more. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it could be scheduling with actors and all this sort of stuff. Again, like, I'm sure that there are always extenuating circumstances, but like... You're too nice. (laughs) I'm too nice. Um, (laughs) Anyway, let's... uh, Do we have anything else that we want to say about this conversation before I move us into Clark Tavia hugging and the, you know, special plan and stuff like that? Well, do you think Bill Cadigan has a point? Um... Which, describe to me what you think his point is. So, the whole thing about um, personal love, personal bonds, and, you know, what they call selfish love versus Mm. not. And, you know, Cadding was like, uh, people do shitty things in the name of love. We all do shitty things in the name of love. And then, when... Then then there's heartbreak and you know whatever. So like it's like it's all around a shitty thing. I mean, um. it's. I think I think he does have a point. I think it is a bit hypocritical of him to think that removing that somehow removes shitty decision making. Like uh-huh. yes, absolutely, we can point to fucking Helen of Troy as like one of the you know shitty. Not her fault, but you know. Mm-hmm. Paris going after her and stuff is like, you know, one like, hey, look, I, I feel like there are dozens and dozens of stories throughout history of a bunch of people dying because the people in charge wanted something. You know what I mean? Oh, dozens, like millions. Millions. You know, where like people in power are like, fuck, I'm angry at you. Let's go to war. And like thousands of people die because of it. Like, yes, absolutely. Like personal stuff. Um, yes. Uh, but again, I think that Crazy Bill is being a bit of a myopic prick and saying that, you know, once you remove that, suddenly like all decision making is, you know, without fault because, you know, you're uh-huh. coming at it from a truly objective place. And it's like, as long as people are involved, Allie, um, <laughs> there is no truly objective way of looking at a problem. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So did I bullshit not answer your question, Shaheen? No, that's great. That's a great segue to um, the conversation between um, Jordan and and Nyla. I just wanted to add one thing, though. I think it's Mm -hmm. um, the whole... He's sort of right, but I think it's like... The the part where he's not right is that, yes, we're always going to have these closer bonds to the people that we are familiar with and we know. Um... I don't see how we can live in a world where that's not true. But one of the the strengths in these bonds is that, you know, when people tell you, like, um, she's somebody's daughter, like, Mm. you know, somebody loves this person the way you love that person. Not be a piece of shit without needing that. Exactly. Like, you're like, oh, like, right, right. Like, you need that, like, (laughs) that reality moment where somebody tell like reminds you that the way that you feel about one person is the way that somebody else feels about that other person it 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 is a strength in that you're like shit what would i want someone to do about this person i loved if they were in this situation i would want them to call triple a for them since their phone cell phone died you know (laughs) like shit like that like it is a strength because it's we it's a way to like communicate and understand somebody else's feelings and to value that the I way see, you so wanted to evaluate it, yourself. It helps uh, build empathy. Yes, correct. So you think if we didn't have those personal stakes in life, then we wouldn't, we'd be less empathetic. When we see well, someone we in distress, we will. 
Sorry, what? Why would we even have rules if there were no stakes? Well, no personal stakes, but there's a lot at stake. Like, you know, humanity is at stake. But I, it, like, what if you cared about everyone equally? You, but can you're, you? You're, you're saying that... Right, so one, one claims that you just can't, like, psychologically impossible. And then the other idea is that um, we would be less empathetic. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that Bill is... <laughs> Bill is my new cane. And I'm just going to call him a sanctimonious prick. Um, I mean, there's no doubt he's a hypocrite. Yeah. But like a hypocrite can still be right. Like they can say something <laughs> true, you know, <laughs> and be like, yeah, that's true. It's a shame it's coming out of you because you're not really the best messenger for this, given your own behavior, but it's still true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, the one thing I like about this episode is that um, there are examples of this. I had a note about this, but it's in the sanctum section mostly. Uh, of like, I think like Indra kneeling to shade Hera to save Maddie. Um, Echo backing out of genociding Bardoans because of one person, which was Raven. So she was okay with killing everyone in Bardo, but as soon as it was Raven's life that was at stake, and she backed out. Um, and. Cut. <laughs> and then you know um what else is there was the um there was another example oh and then hope crying for dioza her mommy um <laughs> um yeah hope crying for her mommy after committing genocide uh which you know was stopped but she did it like she would have committed but then genocide. oops killed her mom yeah but then she, as she killed her mom and then you know that was like the world had ended for her. That's those are exact examples of the kind of stupidity that Cadigan is talking about. Y- you know, it's like, dude, do you realize? Do you take a moment and realize just how irrational that is? Like, you were gonna kill hundreds of people and you had no qualms. And well, then yeah, one but person died. she didn't know like, those, those people. They were. I mean, to be fair, though, like she does have a reasonable sort of hatred of them. Like, if but, she associates Bardoans with taking her mom and taking Octavia away from her and, like, making her, like, be alone and then raised by some stranger who she grew to love, like, you can understand, like, maybe it's not just, like, like, she does, she is definitely equating all of them with whoever made the decision to do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe that's not fair, but, like, mm-hmm. I I think that Hope's dislike of Bardoans is, as a whole, is warranted. Or at least understandable. Well, who are Bardoans? Who's them? I mean, that's that's exactly the problem. Is like she's being racist. It's like, oh, one, uh, someone killed someone I loved, and that person was black. So now I'm gonna hate all black people from now on. And that's not how it works. Well, no, like, I'm not saying she, she doesn't she's know being who rational. Lives in Bardo. She I mean, no she's Hatfields and McCoying, like, and. Who was it that said that there are innocent people here? Was that was that her mom that said that? I can't um, even remember. Was it her yeah, mom talking to said, her, or was it Raven talking to Echo? I, I don't remember. Octavia said that. Fuck, I don't know. Octavia said there are uh, innocent people here, and Echo is like, who? Levitt? Um, and yeah, it's like, okay, so did you take a survey of everyone in Bardo? 
Yeah. Like, this is, this is stupid. You don't know who lives there. This is the problem, is that you just have this caricature of them in your head, of them. Who's them? Is This is going to be, you know, if you whenever you have hundreds of people, there's going to be all kinds of th- people among them. There's no way they're all going to be the same. It's, it's, it's statistically impossible. So. You're terrible at vengeance, Shaheen. <laughs> just, I mean, just awful. I'm just sick of all this us versus them and the, all the just, like, group it's identity It's the only plotline we have. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I mean, I'm sick of it in real life, and, and then I'm also sick of that shit. Yeah. Um, all right. If it's okay, like, this seems like a good segue to move us into the actual, um, well, I mean, like, let's let's talk for two seconds about the... Clark Tavia hug, and then we'll move into into genocide. Um, oh, sorry. Really quickly, can I just yell about one thing? Mm-hmm. Get the flock out of here. If I were Jared Joseph, I would be so fucking mad about having to say that line. I. Ugh. Okay. It's a, like it's, it's a horrible it, line. It's a horrible. It was line. horrible. It was horrible. Anyway, okay. So Clark comes in. She and Octavia hug. Um, the hug between Miller and Octavia actually was kind of really good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was. And I love that they acknowledge the weirdness. Like, mm. yeah, no, they're not like, they're not on perfect terms. Like, but like Octavia they, begging for Miller to hug exactly, her back. Like, exactly. Like, that's all they needed to make it real. And it was real because you know that they actually had a, a very strong relationship in the bunker that was like, you know, Octavia went off the deep end there for a little bit. And it affected Miller. So, yeah, he's not happy about it. And then, you know, Bellamy sent her off into the forest, which I'm still mad about. I thought was such a stupid whatever. Um, And so he never got to resolve that. So now they're resolving it right now in two seconds. And thank God, like, at least they're doing that. Um, And I I agree. It was a great hug. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, last thing he knows of Octavia, she was Blood Rainer. And then now it's like, you know, she's lived on... Uh, penance slash Skyrim, whatever. Uh, it's just she's a totally different person now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's like, "Whoa, what what is happening?" And she's like, "Just just hug me. Like it's, it's just go with don't it. Don't worry about it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, she lived what ten years. Uh huh. Or so. Yeah, like, ten years on Skyrim. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Um. Yeah. Anyway, after all that, uh, we we find out that Levitt's been beaten to shit by. Wait, we Echo. talk about the Clark Tapia hug. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got distracted by. Anyway, <laughs> talk to me about that hug, Bubs. So yeah, no, we already kind of like touched on this in, in um, the episode overview, but I I really liked that hug. And and this like kind of goes to like yes, it makes sense as we said. Like this hug is really not about them. You know, it's about their loss of Bellamy together that both of them can understand and they can share that. And that's what this hug is about. Um, because they, And that's why it wasn't not- weird. Like, what? it's like, it's like someone ran, like some like extended family that you never talk to or hang out with or anything. But like, you're at a funeral together and like, mm-hmm. you have a hug because like, yeah. like you said, it's not about their relationship to each other. It's about like this third part of their triangle exactly. that is gone. Like, imagine if they'd never met. Like, imagine if it was, if this was alternate universe modern setting where, um, you know, Clark are, was Are we Bellamy's, writing a fic? 
Yes, we're writing a fic. Okay. Clark was Bellamy's, like, um, college friend, like, best friend, and Bellamy dies. And so at the funeral, Clark meets Octavia, who is his sister. Of course they're going to hug, even if they've never met before. Mm-hmm. So let's contrast that with um, when we have Echo and Octavia. Echo made it about herself. You know, this is Octavia's brother, her lifelong brother, who protected her in a very stressful situation where it really limited his life um, to, to, you know, for her to be able to be protected and not found out. Um, But Echo made it about herself. Um, And it just, that boils my blood. Clark made it about Octavia. It's her brother. She knows that. Um, And... And in that way, we're able to see that moment and, and feel for both of them. Right, because like, I feel like we've we've been bitching about, like, Clark and Octavia, like, not having sort of a real relationship and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they've always kind Absolutely. of, like, disliked each other or whatever. But, like, you're right. Like, because it was – they made it not about each other. They made it about, about Bellamy. Bellamy which the, cl- the hug totally worked. And I was like, mm. Exactly. And then Octavia being like, I knew you guys would come. Like, I think it's Mm. interesting that, like, we're seeing soft Octavia with people who knew her as hard Octavia. Exactly. Which I I really like that contrast because Hope has never known hard Octavia. And Dioza, yes, she knew hard Octavia, but she, like, only knew Blood Reina, which is a very different Octavia than even, you know, the rest of our normal people, like, our our, our regular folk Mm -hmm. knew about her. Like, even that was jarring to them. And so, like, for them to see, like, sort of mature, soft Octavia was probably like, huh. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and I hope they they do progress that more, like, having – Excuse me. Um, people say comments about it, being like, "Well, this is not how I envisioned our time in the future." But <laughs> it's it's nice to see you back here. <laughs> like, I don't know something that was horrible. That's but a, a TV writer should be able to put together a scene that's appreciative of who Octavia was, um, in the sense that she's not that anymore. Um, so yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Look at us agreeing about shit. Oh, we agree oh. about a lot of shit. Oh. Um. All right. So can we can we move into genocide? You guys agree with each other. You always disagree with me. Oh no, yeah. But do you agree with us here? <laughs> um, yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Turns. Wait. Sorry. <laughs> is someone's kidding. phone going off? It sounds like crickets. Wait, oh, there are. Yeah, I, I'll close the window. Sorry. Oh my god! Wait, is that actual wildlife? Crickets? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> You're probably hearing it louder than it is. That's also Dio meowing. But, oh, uh, kitty, kitty, kitty. All right, so uh, let's. Well, let's see here. We already did all that. Um, let's talk about. Uh, should we? Should we? Should we get into the genocide? Sure. All right, moving us along. Um, so Echo's gonna kill a bunch of people. Uh, who's they surprised? ask that she doesn't. Well, no. First of all, it's so. Here's the moment where it's revealed whether Echo is drinking the Kool Aid or not. Right. And so we talked about this last episode. Where did we fall? Because I think I said that she wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid, but that might be my revisionist memory. No, you oh, did. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I forgot that we didn't even... Did we talk about Levitt and how he looks like season three <gasps> Bellamy beating the shit out of after Octavia oh, kicked the shit out of him? Definitely does. Because for a second, I was like, is that Bellamy? It was not, in fact, Bellamy. I mean, can But you it blame- looked like Bellamy. 
Can you blame Octavia for wanting to bone someone who looks like her brother? He is so hot. <laughs> so by extension, is Levitt hot? You're the you're oh, the expert. He is. On this he podcast. absolutely is hot. I even okay. like I follow him on Instagram now. Oh, does he post shirtless pictures? No, he's super in love with his soon-to-be wife, so <laughs> how's that? Um no, it's actually really cute. He like really loves her. It's like it actually it actually made me smile reading all of his posts. <laughs> it's like super it's it's super lovey dovey. Well, not quite as lovey dovey as Akko's fist was with his face. Um <laughs> <That> cunt. <laughs> so are you cracking open a beer? I am because they ran out of wine. Nice. Um so I don't even know what you you're saying. Sorry, you have a note here. Reddit seems to take Echo's side over Hope. It's Hope's fault. Talk talk to me about that because I haven't been on the. Reddit. Oh, okay. So, um, I mean, this is fast forwarding a bit. So, in the room where Echo's about to drop the drop of Gem Nine. Okay, I thought this was them talking when Echo freed Hope. But you're talking. This is this is later on. No, this is the, like this is the culmination. Got really. it. So do do you want me to talk about it now or wait? I mean, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. Is there anything okay, else cool. that we want to cover before we get to that? Um, I mean, I I didn't like the. I really didn't like the whole Levitt scene where they just like leave him there. And well, that no, that Octavia like gives him a little kiss, puts his <laughs> gag back in, and is like. Shh. It was just and, and like I kept trying to like think around it, like, well, how does this make sense? Um, because it's like you, I felt like you are supposed to think she cares about him, but then also that she doesn't care about him, and it's him just being a chump. And, but then like it's like, what are they saying about Bardo bees that they like? They're just a little bit of innocent chumps i mean maybe i don't know it's just like the messaging just felt a little messy and chunky um so i didn't like everyone kind of deciding to leave him because he's always been on their team he's helped them so many times um and i really like i did not like the whole optics of like echo torturing him um, and, and that goes into what I was saying about like Echo versus Hope. So in that final scene where Echo's about to kill everybody who's still in Bardo, including herself, um, ultimately it ends up being Hope who fucks it up and kills her mom. Um, and everyone was really upset at Hope. And I was just like, guys, guys. Two seconds of impulsive revenge versus months of premeditated revenge. Like, there's a difference. Like, Echo, for months, not only did she, like, slice up her own face because her boyfriend died. Loser. Um, she also, like, she spent, like, months putting this whole thing together, lying to her friends about, like, how she felt about things. To enact this revenge to kill everybody, literally everybody on this planet, even though we've seen, like, guy picking flowers that she killed, you know? Like, well, who the fuck kills a flower picker? Like, that's just, like, excessive. It is excessive. Um, and so we, we've seen that the people in Bardo are not, they're not a uniform set of robots. They're actually, like, just people like everybody else. Um, they happen to be stuck on this um, weird planet, and and it just, I mean, Echo is the cartoon villain in this. She is in Hope. Yeah, sure. 
Echo had her little breakthrough with Raven being like, oh, you're racist. I roll gag. Um, and Hope had a very real, like, impulsive moment being like a 21 or whatever she is year old, um, where she, she tries to enact her revenge for the life that was stolen from her, which is a much more like valid scar. Um, and, and sure, it, it backfired and her mom died and that fucking sucks. And she was immediately punished more than anybody else. And, don't tell me it was more Hope's fault than Echo's. Fuck Echo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, the whole thing was like... It didn't make sense to me that Echo was like... Like I, I mentioned earlier at the top of the pod, it didn't make sense to me really that Echo is going like fucking scorched earth over all of this. Like it seems out of character for her. Mm-hmm. Um it's too dramatic for her in a way. And I know that you're going to be like, yeah, Echo's a dramatic hoe, but like, really like it's, it's, no, it's no, too no. big. Um, but she but, has no personality. It doesn't matter. Uh, fuck's sake. Um, but like hope wanting to kill them then like hope killing, um, what's his name? Uh, Anders. Anders. Anders? Like that made sense. Like mm-hmm. fine. But like her going for genocide after sort of her mom, I mean, yeah, I can kind of buy it. They've kind of really been trying to lean into Hope as a hothead. Like, they've been trying mm-hmm. to, like, oh, get yeah. us to buy that. So, like, I I mean, it's not it. that out of character. I kind of just wish that she were smarter. Um, yeah, it's like she's like Samson, except when you cut her hair, it's not her strength that receives, it's her intelligence. <laughs> her, her stupidity increases. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think part of me is just bitter because, like, I really like Dioza and, like, <sighs> yes, her. it was a good, it was a good death for Dioza, but at the same time, I'm like, could we not have, could I not have traded a couple of others? Right? No, I'm, I'm completely with you because you, you know how I feel about new characters. Like, I'm mm-hmm. such a snob. Dioza, Dioza has a membership to the club like she (laughs) she pulled her weight she was an excellent character she had great comedic timing um she was she flirted with everyone flirted with everybody slap a little sex on it yeah she's like as a survival tactic she will she's she'll you know like she's amazing she's amazing and i I feel like yeah she flirts with everyone but she means it too Mm -hmm. you know um what about you, Shaheen? What did what did you think about the Echo versus Hope, whose fault and everything? Shaheen has left. God damn it, Shaheen! For fuck's sake, we're doing oh, a podcast. Hey, I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know I was muted. Um. <laughs> we just love giving you grief. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Oh, I, I don't know about this whole, like, whose fault it was debate. Um, it sounds like a weird. I mean, in the end, it didn't happen. So who, what was whose fault? Um, both of them obviously did the same thing. So they're, whatever judgment you have about one action it has to be identical to the other. How is it but premeditated versus an act of passion? There's a reason why legally it's well, two separate things. Right. Well, it's just uh, hope. Uh, sorry, uh, Echo gets like more strategic points. Like she gets better planning scores. She had a lot of time to think about what that actually meant. 
her actions meant but, and I what mean, the repercussions would be. But Hope had always wanted to do it too. She was just not smart enough. She was not as smart as Echo to figure out well, how to do it. But she always wanted to kill everyone on Bardo too. She had this whole time to think about it and she never changed her mind. Uh, and I just fucking don't understand. I, I, I told you I was fired up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I feel like I, I'm keep, I keep coming back to this, but that it, it's, I mean, it's fine because I'm fired up about it. Like, Sand. I, Very upset. <laughs> I don't fucking understand why anyone thinks this way and why this is understandable to anyone. And the fact that if there was like one character, two characters who thought that way, okay. Or like if it's grounders, whatever, you can justify it on like weird upbringing or cultural grounds or whatever. But everyone seems to think this is like everyone's first reaction is we're going to kill everyone on this planet. Why? Why does everyone immediately go to let's kill everyone? How does one thing lead to another? I don't Because if you leave any survivors, they're going to come after you. I don't I just I just don't understand it. Why are you killing anyone at all? You're terrible like, at war, Shaheen. I don't understand. Like, what? It's, they killed someone from you. Who is they? There's no they. It's a bunch of people. It's a random bunch of people. There's no they. The whole problem starts when you start saying they as though that has a reference. There's no they. It's just a bunch of people. There's no group. It's not groups aren't real. Individuals are real. Groups aren't real. Well, Identities aren't well. real. I think that a point can be made, especially in the sense of Bardo, because there is no, the idea of the bees is that they are a hive mind collective. So like, it's not like you kill the five people who actually did the thing to you, because I think that the point is that they all would have done that. Does that make sense? Like that they are, if if you view them specifically as a collective, I'm not talking about viewing the grounders or any others, but like right. Bardo bees are sort of a special use case because right. they were raised to think as a collective. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, it, I, I understand that in theory, but that's an empirical claim that you'd have to confirm. And we've seen it to be false. We've, we've seen that Bardoans actually do have individuality and agency and and in the ability to think independently in fact they're they've been surprisingly open-minded when you talk to them it's like you know uh what's his name orlando was supposedly hardcore level 12 um disciple and he like flipped so quickly he was like they were like hey does it not sound like it's all bullshit and he was like yeah that kind of makes sense uh <laughs> So they're not really that brainwashed as far as we've seen. And we've seen, like, you know, we've seen Levitt. Like, they clearly have individuality. We They know that. Echo knows that. Hope knows that. Um, if if it was, you're right. If it, we thought, I mean, it sounded like they would be a high my collective. And if we went there and it did look like they're all in line with the same thing. I mean, still, I would I would wonder if it's out of fear. I mean, it's like in North Korea type situations. Like, you, any, everyone in North Korea will tell you that they they love it, but, but are they but, really but telling you they? what they think? Yeah, I mean, so you can never even know in that case. But let's say you could somehow confirm that they're really speaking their mind. Um, then okay, you say okay, these are all people who are actually okay with this. I still, I mean, they didn't kill anyone yet. You can't just kill someone because they believe in killing. You can only kill someone if they killed someone. 
So I, I would still object to it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's not even that situation. <laughs> so there's no blame. You're just confused about them wanting to murder everyone. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, well, unless we have anything else on Bardo, since we kind of ended the show with Dio's death, RIP. Um, speaking of killing everyone, um, do you guys want to talk about Sanctum? Um, can I just say, I think yes. David G.A. Peterson must have had a ball inventing that, the Bardoan glyph, um, the Bard- Bardoan alphabet. Um, I'm sure they asked him, I don't know, I, yeah. I don't think they heard, because uh, I, you know, I've seen some, um, I really like him, uh, he's really fun and chill, um, and he has interesting ideas about language, I've, I've watched some of his uh, speeches and stuff, presentations, and he talks about how most of the time when shows ask him to invent a language, he doesn't have a script. So whenever there is a script, an alphabet, he gets really excited. Um, he loves inventing new scripts, um, and yeah, so I love it. And there was like the whole the whole dictionary on the side, like what every sign means. That was really cool. <coughs> yeah, um, I mean, it was. I I I'm glad Jordan had something to fucking do. Yeah. Oh, like fine. it has yeah. been two seasons and he has done nothing yeah. except like step over his not even step over his own dick. Like that's not even what happened last <laughs> season. Like he was just he was a homeschooled kid and then he got shot or stabbed or whatever. I don't even remember. And then he disappeared for five episodes, showed up at the end and was like everyone's terrible and then <laughs> yeah. So Good job, Jordan, having something to do. Speaking of the homeschooled kids, like, Mm -hmm. did anyone else heavily roll their eyes when Hope was like, Raven, Clark, Octavia, or whatever. She, like, knew all those people without, and like, well, this is the third time in three seasons that we have done this. You know? (laughs) Like, why are we doing this again? Like, why, like, do Wow, you guys are really good at describing the people that you've spent a huge amount of time with (laughs) over a few years. Thanks. Right, thanks, like, Antio. It's just like the show fails to not repeat itself, and then we have to do the whole thing again. And I'm well, just it's probably because like, the writers' room keeps turning over and they forget the lines that they wrote. I mean, that must be it because it's just like we did this with Maddie, we did this with Jordan. Now we're doing it with Hope, and like at this point, I don't fucking care. Like, let her jump. I would the love cliff. if. <laughs> no, no. What's going to happen is next episode when we have Bellamy and his sexy ginger. Sexy Ginger is going to, like, meet all of them and be like, wow, you guys really look exactly like how Bellamy described you. Oh, my God. And he'll be like, Clark, Bellamy can't stop talking about your tits. All right. uh, Can we move on to Sanctum? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. You know, like, bile just rose in my throat. (laughs) Why are the grounders so stupid? Like, I know that after seven years, like, the show, I mean, maybe they're not. Maybe, to your point, Shaheen, like, we're, we're, the show will never give us something that's not just this monolithic, you know, group of people. But, like, why? Why? Like, Octavia spent five fucking years making them into one crew. That was their identity. Then some dickhead past commander, who was killed by flamekeepers for being a bad commander, is like, 
yo, I'm back. And they're like, what? Someone, it, it, it's like someone in an abused relationship, like willing to still take punches because like the sex is good, but like the sex does not look that good. And I mean, absolutely no offense to JR on this, but like, you know, shitheada. Shitheada is shitheada. Like, it, I love, I love Selena's description of him in his, um, oh, fight, I missed like that. His, his like makeover was like a cross between Rufio from Hook, nineties reference, uh-huh. and um, that "Hello, fellow kids" meme. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. That is exactly what it was. It was all of a sudden like because his hair was short, so it's not like he suddenly had a braid. He was like, "Quick, somebody get me some friendship bracelets." I need, I need some clip-ons. <laughs> oh my god! Does totally anyone have Jessica Simpson's line of hair? He clip-ons? totally had extensions in, and I'm just like. What, like, what is happening with the grounders? Like, why? <laughs> They're just I need like someone a else bunch to talk about this, this portion. Someone, someone else talk about this portion of the episode. I mean, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I, I like, what do you have to say? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, this is say. what I've been railing against this whole episode. It's, it's just another manifestation. So, like, I'm completely in agreement. Like, why? What is this thing about us? There's no us in Like, when he says, our tradition what our tradition it's been 200 fucking years it's all dismantled it doesn't exist anymore um why do people respond so much to group identities and just being us being called us is so powerful i don't understand it <laughs> and yeah i mean shit doesn't i mean what is the, I mean, I had this question. Do people like him actually exist in the real world? Like, mustache Like tyrants like that? Dictator? Yeah. Is that I mean, yeah, thing? I mean, there are crazy fucking dictators, but like. But I mean, like, do you think anyone would like that? Because I, I think that um, power and money, wealth, whatever, um, those things aren't in themselves that motivating for human beings um human beings mostly want approval and and recognition um and you're saying like shitheada doesn't make them feel good about themselves well the thing is like power and wealth and things like that can be powerful can be strong vehicles to getting uh approval and recognition and everything that you want Uh, but it's not a guarantee so if you are like a leader who everyone hates and you know everyone hates you um and everyone the only reason anyone ever listens to what you say is because of fear um then how's that fulfilling i don't think that's fulfilling for that many people most well, people I- that we think of as like brutal dictators and you know they people like i don't know whatever stalin you know whoever you want to name uh, Mugabe, um, whatever. These people, um, they thought they were doing something good. Um. Well, okay. So, like, I I mean, if we, if we, if we get into, like, you know, them ruling by fear and, like, sort of, I think one thing that hinges on, on, you know, real world dictators is they're able to persuade enough people that, like, them ruling is a, um, you know, manifested whatever and that like the people that are directly under them their generals also get privileges you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they get to also kind of 
you know, follow that upswell that that the that mm-hmm. the dictator is getting and, you know, like crush everyone else under their feet and stuff like that. Except you have a note in here. Um, I still get really nervous about shitheadas uh arithmetic uh of population. Arithmetic of population. Sorry, I yeah. completely mispronounced that. Where it's kind of like, yeah, like he can convince like maybe Sangeta crew that you know, they should they should follow him, which, okay, fine, I guess, even though it's, like, been hundreds of years, but okay, whatever, like, I guess they're super fucking devout. But there's not exactly a whole lot of population for them to subjugate. So it's yeah. just kind of like, <laughs> you have to fold in the other 11 clans being like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we, you know, this is our religion, we can't think anything outside of it, even though we have been thinking outside of it for the past couple hundred years, but, you know, some guy comes back and is like, hey, you know, I'm the chosen one, and you're just supposed to, like, it's it's like that 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 scene in Monty Python in and the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. when King Arthur um, comes across the peasant, and he's like, I am your king, and he's like, well, I didn't fucking elect you, I didn't vote for you, and King Arthur's like, you don't vote for me, I was anointed, like, what the fuck, and the peasant's like, you know, no, I, <laughs> you're not my king, I didn't, I didn't choose you, you're, I, you know, you're, we should, we should have an elected government, which I know is something that Cece enjoys coming on the podcast and railing against the fact that democracy has never taken hold, um, <laughs> So yeah, like who the fuck is is shit had a really like they're stuck on a planet. What exactly are they gonna do? Yeah, I mean it's like he keeps ordering people to be killed in you know massive numbers. Like he was like find the families of all of these people, kill every single one of them. Like it by based on what we've seen, there aren't that many people on that planet. You're gonna mm. run out of people. Like, there's really over. not that many people. Yeah, like it's gonna be twenty people left. So is that like you just wanted to have like a gang? <laughs> like there was a whole people here, and now you just have like a gang of twenty people left. And they're like, um, "We're gonna fuck shit up," and you're like, "You're you guys are gonna go extinct." <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Uh, it's not yeah, sustainable. I just... So I am. It's weird. I'm just gonna sigh. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we had a fight. Indra finally knelt, um, which was like just a copy of the fight from season three. Yeah, but also, uh, did not, anyone else feel that? It, it, yeah, like it, it felt like a copy, and then also being like, "Hey, look, Arya Stark with worse aim." Oh, also, I love, I love the way that Selena described it. She's, she was like, and I understand the shows want to recapture its glory days. <laughs> I clearly need to read this review. It's great. Um, Wait, sorry. You're saying the fight between um, Indra and Shethera was a copy of the fight between Lex and Ron? Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in what way? Like in choreography? Yeah. Like similar choreography and similar like way of shooting it. You know, like everyone. It, it was just, it was a very strong reference point back. Um Grounders have not progressed. Is it different from any generic sword fight? Like, was there anything about it that was more, it had more in common with that fight between Lex and Ron than it has with any generic sword Well, this show doesn't often do, like, like, single sort of deposition, um, deposition of power. Like, I mean, Octavia's had some sword fights too, but, um, for the most part, like that, it, it was a very similar, like, you know, they even said it, solo gunplay. Like, it was... Yeah. I mean, I thought it was 
different, at least in one respect, that like the ca- there was a lot of camera movement. The um, the one from season three was mostly you know long shots. Uh, this one had a lot of close-ups, a lot of really fast camera movements, um, camera following the character. So I hate to say season. the reason that they probably did a lot of like super fast camera movement and stuff is like to to actually speed it up and make it look. I mean, yes, to 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 yes, moving faster speeds it up, but like to sort of they were probably going a lot slower than uh, Lexa and Rowan just. Um, like uh actor wise in terms of like physical capability does that make sense no. <laughs> um because they're older not to be whatever and this actually pretty like athletic i mean no they're athletic or whatever but you know like adc is you know was some girl in her 20s and um fuck what's his name um zach like he was on black sales and like runs 10 miles a day and like his he is a professionally fit person um, not saying that, like, they are unfit by any means, but, like, he is used to fight choreography. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, w- it was not a bad fight, in except for the fact that, like, it was so fucking stupid. Like, plot-wise, I... in terms of, like, it, did Indra think that she was gonna win? Grounders are just so dumb. But, like, <sighs> and I've been saying this for years, I never expected to be so right, though. And like I don't want to be right. I like I I don't want to be talking about this now. Like why why are we still here, um, catering to aggression and I think that this and, is like, all guerrilla, literally guerrilla warfare. Like this is how guerrillas settle things. This was I really think that this is a setup for the whole reason for this was to get everyone into John Murphy's care so that he can have his hero moment before he dies. Oh, that That's poor white guy. That's where I think this is going. <laughs> got, got to have his moment. Yeah, I mean... And also, like, we're... I, I don't know. I, don't I was know. so excited for Indra to finally be the leader, and it's just yeah. like, then they gave her the idiot ball, and now she's doing it. They a, glued a it to her hands. And I'm just like... <laughs> I just like here's it the thing. makes Indra, this plotline more like they just keep tripling down on it, and I'm just like I know that they had to for whatever reason of where they're leading us, but like fuck a duck, I'm fuck a duck, I'm so tired of it. Of oh, what is it? Sorry, sorry, the sanctum like, storyline, the universe, oh, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you know, we had. Ma- like like you were saying you somebody had a note or whatever we were talking about and Indra grabbing the gun like thinking that when she went into like the fight circle that she was going to grab a gun and shoot him and you're like, kind of like well why the fuck didn't you like just shoot him shoot Sangeta yeah. crew and call it a fucking day like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that that would be Indra, Indra not having the idiot ball I think that that's what it is it's it's the grounders absolute fucking refusal to like after all this time and evidence and life experience to refuse to, I hate to say it, abandon their faith. Yeah, I mean, it's, what is, what makes it faith? I mean, it's like a political system that, that really sucks. Um, but anyway, I mean, yeah, it's, I feel like the most idiotic thing was letting Shehera win because of one girl. 
because of Maddie. What? That's just that's exactly the kind. Well, you see, of she was the only one who had a claim to the throne. What? She was the only one who also had a claim to the throne, and God forbid we think outside the box and go, well, we did allow, Andra has saved our asses, and this is a pretty arbitrary thing, but no. No, sorry, I was saying it was idiotic of Indra to let Shahara win to save Maddie. Oh, um, like just let- I don't understand that. Just kill Maddie? Just let him, yeah, let him kill Maddie and <laughs> not win. I love that that's your take. Just fucking kill Maddie. Well, I don't understand it. Why would you let hundreds of people be, you know, their lives be completely destroyed? Many of them are going to be murdered brutally to save one girl that you happen to care about. Fuck you. Who cares what you care about? <laughs> who? I don't care who you love. It's stupid. Fuck if you. You're, <laughs> if you're in char- charge of hundreds of lives... You don't get to just, like, let them pass just because you love someone. Fuck your love. Who cares? <laughs> I'm really sick of this shit. <laughs> this is my favorite rant you've gone on, I think. Seriously. I mean, no, I, I fully fucking agree. Yes. Yes. I mean, either kill Maddie or be like, like, I kind of just expected her to have better aim. <sighs> You know, yeah, or like, I, I get, like dude is the... stabbed in the eye and like wailing about it. Like <laughs> somebody fucking stab him, Jesus! Like is yeah, no one gonna step up or something? Like I don't quite understand. Whenever I watch a choreographed fight, I don't understand exactly when people give up, why they gave up. Um, I guess maybe it, I don't know because I also a lot of times don't get it when I see animal fights. And so all of a sudden, one of them backs out, um, backs away. And I'm like, wait, what happened? It seemed like you were doing okay. But there is something I'm not seeing that indicates that. So I don't understand. Like, Indra was doing okay. And all that happened was he um, punched her in the face. And then she was all, she all, all of a sudden gave up. It was like she was dying or something from that punch. Before that, she was running around, was like get out of the way, and cat, you know, grabbing people's daggers, and and then all that happened was he punched her. Why was that like so powerful? I feel like she could have kept fighting. I I I agree. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. So so we're all somewhat dissatisfied by this storyline. Is what I'm. What the takeaway is. Yeah, I think that's um, accurate. I think all of us are just kind of like dumbasses. Um, do you want to say anything about Amori? Just because I know that she's your absolute fave, Bubs. Aww, before I wrap us up into well, actuallys. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, the the whole um, believers who died, and then I guess there are some survivors. Um, it was it was kind of cute that Amori and Murphy globbed onto them and even though they were found out, continued their role as leaders. Um, and it's just like, I think for Maury, to me, it solidifies her her progression in terms of like, now she's in a place where other people care about her. So she's she feels allowed to care about them because before it was like she was a freak Drina, 
um, outcast. So why care about anybody else because they don't care about her? And, and now that's not the case. Um, and so it's been it's been nice to see her expand her world that way. Murphy, I always thought was a sociopath. So whenever they make him not a sociopath, it just makes me a little bit sad. Um, but but at the same time, I'm like. I love how much he loves her, and I, I believe that he loves her. So a lot of it I, I see through his eyes of loving her, and I appreciate it. So I, I thought them kind of being the misfit kings of the misfits now um, was interesting, and maybe that'll go somewhere that's not infuriating. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. probably heroic sacrifice on, on his part. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you saying, Shaheen? Sorry, I was saying all the characters um, in the story, they these two aren't getting the short shrift. Like I feel like they're mm-hmm. they're characters that are being done justice and more. Exactly. They're well Honestly, like, care. why are we not leaning on them more? Like, I'm sure that there is a storyline that could have happened mm-hmm. that did not involve us spending all the time with the grounders who were fr- who refused to learn anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh, anyway, whatever. Sorry, I'm like, I get fucking incensed about this. Um, which, you know, hey, I guess if you're creating art and making people feel stuff, I guess that's a win. Um, you guys ready for some well actuallys and petty bullshit? Not that this yeah. entire fucking podcast hasn't been petty bullshit. <laughs> it's not our fault, it's the show's fault. Yes. Um, who wants to go first? I, don't, I actually don't have petty bullshit because I let it all out during the episode. Okay. But I did have like one um, comment where somebody pointed out that in one of the clips you see um, Earth and like either the the promo or the um, the intro. Oh, and, really? Which is new. Um, so hey, Joey might go to Earth and Alexa might come back and be alive. So all right, <laughs> look at the gays winning. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Shaheen? Uh, any, any well actually? I, I don't have a really good one, but like the the whole thing with, um, Gabriel and Nyla and uh, uh, what's his name, Jordan, guarding Bill Cadigan, like not very well. Really suck as guards, right? I They're mean, like that's... we would lose our leverage if we kill him. I'm like, so fucking shoot him in the leg, like. <laughs> You guys are yeah. awful at this. I mean, the first of all, the the prisoner just walked away. He just walked out, and then they're like, "Oh shit, what do we do?" And then they decide to just go have lunch with him, and then they come and take his gun, and he's like, "Um, I'm back. No prisoner." And I lo- I lost the gun. I'm like, wow, you guys really suck at this. Why did Clark put you in charge? It's bad. Bad judgment call on Clark's Bad. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I will say that, um, mine are, Clark has terrible trigger discipline. Like, a bitch Mm -hmm. had her finger on the trigger the whole time when she was, uh, holding Crazy Bill. Like, could have shot him at any second. Like, you keep your finger straight. You keep it off the trigger until you're ready to fire. Like, she should have learned this by now. And I feel like she's had good trigger discipline, or, I don't know, point of the matter is, that irritates me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, per per my point on the, uh, fight scenes, like, if we're talking about in character, I'm willing to believe that Indra herself keeps up her fitness, but there is absolutely no way Russell was in shape to, like, go all out in hand-to-hand combat f- for 10 minutes. 
I agree, but at the same time, it's like shit. Shit has been in the flame, living his life, practicing, and so it's just like the only thing in the way would be like. Um, I'm talking about fitness. Like I'm absolutely there. He has the muscle memory, but like Russell's but body is going like to be old man strength. It's old man strength. You can't you can't argue with that. Oh, okay. So he's got dad strength. Yeah. If, if Indra brings him a jar to open in order to keep oh, his his head he ship, he has the got this pickle jar. Yeah. Got it. Um, <laughs> I mean, right. it's it's also interesting um, that you mentioned. That. I mean. It's that I don't think that's how it works. Like he, his brain knows how to fight. Yeah, but his muscles <laughs> are Russell's muscles. Yeah, that's um, what Russell's I'm saying. Muscles. Russell's that's the gym muscles. that I'm going to <laughs> get a muscles. membership at. <laughs> yeah, Russell's and so yeah, the, like the muscles still need to be trained. He has the know that, but doesn't have the know how. The the if, having a fight takes a lot of cardio, and I don't think that Russell's been running ten miles every day. Yeah. Like, just saying, like, no offense to J.R. the actor, like, this is not the point that I'm making. I'm simply saying that, you know, Russell Prime got a little soft in his his cardio. Um, All right. uh, Anything else before we recommend various media to people that neither of you guys filled out in the run sheet? (laughs) Uh, No. All right. Anything. Do you guys oh, have anything to recommend to oh, people? Oh, no, wait, wait. Before, I just had one thing. Um, and so I don't like the way that the writers take feedback and apply it to the show for the most part. Usually it's to throw it in the fans' faces, which is mean. Um, but sometimes it's actually taken into account and good things happen. So one of the things that started in season three was that people were like, when do people eat? There is never scenes of people eating. Like, do the are these people robots or what is going on? Because no one ever eats. And so one of the things that they've done, um, I think starting last season, season they did it a little bit more, but this season two, it's like when Maddie like was eating that little pastry or whatever it was, it's like they're showing people actually eating snacks. They show Gabriel eating a meal. And so I feel like this is one of the few audience feedbacks <laughs> that were like listen to him and been like shit like yeah well, no Clark one eats we gotta get people eating on this show you know and now I mean, Clark ate that bird that's true she well yes yeah exactly so um, just but, saying but they don't do it enough so anyways no. actually that was post when the feedback started to be that's honest. actually one thing that I like about and I mentioned watching Vikings I think on the last podcast um, mm-hmm. but one thing they are constantly eating on that show mm-hmm. and like going to like they look like they haven't had a meal in three days like it's just a bunch of like gross looking bearded dudes just like going ham on a chicken thigh like just like mouths yeah. full talking like I can't even imagine trying like because I've definitely read that if you watch an actor eat on screen feel awful for them because that is all they have done all fucking day is eat whatever that is <laughs> Like, the whole time. Oh, my God. Um, And so just seeing these dudes just, like, eat just, like, all of this, like, stuff. Anyway. um, (laughs) No, I believe it because I've seen, like, um, bloopers. You have to do take after take after take. Yeah, no, I've seen bloopers where they're, they're, like, they took a bite and they're, like, cut and they spit it out. And you're, like, why would they do that? But then you see that this is, like, like, take 50. (laughs) And you're, like, I am so tired of pizza. Oh, yeah, I would also be tired of pizza if I take 50. (laughs) Amateur hour. Um... All right. Uh, any any media to recommend to people? Um, 
I've been watching the Twilight movies on Amazon Prime. Since have you read available. Midnight Sun that just got released? I have not read Midnight Sun. But you I mean, know what? What's funny? I did enjoy the the Jacob movie more this time than I did the first. Which time. one's the Jacob movie? I think it's the second one. Okay, where, you know, new movie. Edward got disappears. It. Not that I know all of the Twilight. Movies. Not that you've read all of them. She oh, has. absolutely She's not. She's read all of them. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I was always Team Edward, um, but I wasn't, like, anti-Team Jacob. I, I always felt like there was a place, why not all get together? Like, what's stopping right? them from the all being together? Right, the sexual tension between those two boys? <laughs> Goodness. It, it was just a waste, you know? Uh, but Fucking Mormons. Mormons <laughs> should not be put in charge of things that could potentially be sexy. Thank you. I think it's New Moon is the second one. Um, and I was like, yeah, this isn't bad. But also, why aren't Bella and Jacob doing it? This is a problem. <laughs> I mean, there's a website that can fix that for you. I you know, AO3 already went AO3. like five fixes since yesterday. I just crossed myself. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Shaheen, what about you? Are you watching all the Twilight movies on Amazon? Um, no, I got nothing. Nothing? Nothing? You've just no. been hanging out with your cat? Uh, pretty much. Okay. Well, Shaheen is, a, is, a, is Amish this week. Um, I'll recommend uh, we finally got around to starting slash restarting Umbrella Academy because everyone's losing their shit over it on Twitter. Um, so we're, we're kind of, I'm sort of rewatching. Uh, my girlfriend has never seen it, allegedly, though I'm pretty sure we watched a few episodes together. But <laughs> we got the whole thing last night where she was like, I have never seen this. And I'm like, we did. We totally watched a few episodes together. She's like, I have never seen this in my life. So this was a whole, we're still having that fight. Um, um, but Umbrella it's like, Academy, it's on Netflix, Netflix. And it's um, it's cute. It's fun. It's funny. It's one of those, like, it's kind of like, um, fuck, what's that? Uh, it's like Lemony Snicket meets uh, The Magicians, kind of. Um, sort of, not super, people have powers, I wouldn't exactly call them heroic at present. Um, I think I mentioned this ages ago when I, when I watched it and we were doing the pod, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. not. Um, Ellen so. Page in season, in the first season, they're oh, trying, yes. they're trying to yes. tell me she's straight and I'm like, mm. but I've heard that they corrected that in <laughs> season two, not to give a spoiler, but come yeah. on. I was definitely one who was like, well, maybe she just really likes Splat. Was she really like Splat? <laughs> like what we found really, out wink, wink. Really. Um, all right. So unless we have anything else, forever hold your peace. Anything? Anything? Great. Awesome. Uh, next episode, episode seven eleven, and I have I have a little a little pitch that I think that you will like, Bubs. Seven eleven twenty four seven. More like Bellamy Blake twenty five eight. Ugh. That's for you. <laughs> That's for you. Um, bets on whether those two dudes boned. I mean, Bellamy only has time jump relationships, so I, I think it would be shocking if that's not what happened. Nice. What about you, Shaheen? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, have you seen question? the promo pictures? Um, no, I know that there's Beardy Bellamy in it. Okay, so remember how he was holding a dude... At gunpoint, and then he got he and dude got blown into disappeared uh, in the no, white in the I white room. Seen it. No, no, seen we it. saw it in an episode when Bellamy. Oh, disappeared. oh okay, okay. Oh, right. So right, the okay. the ginger in the promo pictures, uh-huh. the ginger is there with him. So did they uh-huh. bang? Right. Um. Well, I have to see it. it I have to see it in their faces. 
So I'll, I'll, I'll tell reserving you. judgment until you see the light in their the eyes. Facial. Yeah, and the subtle the, the glow. Uh, I'll, I'll look for the glow. Um, the just yeah. moisture remnants. Do you of hope milky that they did on their faces? I don't remember if the guy was cute. Um, and he was not. The, I mean, I'm also, yeah, uh, I'm not best judge. But you know what? Bellamy does not need cute or interesting people. He will hook up with anybody if the situation demands it, as we've learned. Oh, my God. All right. I'm cutting us off. We have to go. We, fuck's sake. Um, thank you for it's listening. True. Come it's yell true. at us on Twitter. I'm sorry. We're so late with these podcast episodes, Selena. Are you sorry? Um, no, I'm not. She needs to. She needs to learn who who we are. If she hasn't learned already, by no, now. it's funny because this. And I said this on Twitter. Literally every hiatus that we've ever had, we've never used wisely, and we're always really. <laughs> I've never. I mean, this sounds correct. I don't remember. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, we've never actually gotten. So our we have never together. like gotten a head start on our homework. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is. It is Sunday night, uh, and we are about to go back from spring break, and we're like, oh, fuck, we have, like, four essays due. Yeah, exactly. What? That is us. Yeah, we kind of wait us. till the hiatus is over, and then we're like, oh, we should have maybe thought of it a little earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I, as far as I know, Jason said that he doesn't expect there to be any more breaks, but if we do get another break, let's record early in the break, and not at the end. Okay, maybe. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks guys. Take it easy guys. Maybe. Bye. Bye. Bye.